Everybody ready? Come on, let's go! Yo, what's up, Vinny? What's up, dude? Kind of nervous. Don't be. It's my first like thing on my own, bro. Dude, it's an honor to be first video, because you've done audio podcasts. You've had your own show, correct? Yeah. Yes, but this yeah. is the first video version. It is. It is. But you know, I, it's an honor. You know, yeah. But hey, what's up? Uh, this is the Rick Thorne Show. How's everybody doing? <laughs> uh, I got Vinny. I don't even know how to say your last name, Vinny. Imperati. 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 I used to, I know you're a skinny Vinny. Skinny Vinny. That's better. Skinny Vinny. My the man. my real legal name, like birth certificate name, is Vincenzo Giuseppe Imperati. Whoa. Yeah. It's kind of rad. It does. It doesn't get. It doesn't get more white than that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like the whitest name I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, dude. Whoa, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait, say it one more time. Vincenzo Giuseppe Imperati. Why don't Italian. you go by Vincenzo? Vincenzo. It's pretty rad. People probably go, how do you say that? Yeah. <laughs> go back to Arkansas. Yeah. Vin what, man? Let's <laughs> call you Vinny, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Skinny Vinny works. Skinny Vinny's the man. Skinny Vinny works. Dude. That's yeah. how I know you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Crazy. Yeah, we've known each other for a little bit now. A little bit, yeah. 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 I looked you up online. I was like, I noticed you were born in 1987. 87, yeah. And I was like, bro. I'm going to be 36 in a couple weeks. I graduated the year you were born. Graduated high school. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, you know? Whoa. Time flies. Dude, you know? uh, she was born in 99. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'd already been married twice and divorced. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a trip, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, crazy, dude. 87. Yeah. And you have kids, right? Yeah. How old are they? Uh, 15 and 17. Okay. Yeah, they're almost adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's badass, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's yeah, been. You'll a, have kids one day. Yeah, I'll have kids one day. I feel like uh, I, de- I definitely want kids, but I feel like uh, my career is finally going in a place where I've been busting my ass for yeah. for a while. Yeah. And with all the touring and all the everything else, it wouldn't be fair to the kids, and it wouldn't be fair to me. It wouldn't be fair to her um, to pull the trigger right now. So. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you want to kind of be like. You know, I want to be in a in a place where uh, I, I feel secure and I feel like you're never gonna feel that way. <laughs> I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. You just gotta do it, bro. I know. I, I mean, know. I'm, I'm, but kids is a big deal. But it's kind of like this, dude. It's like rolling in a ramp. Like, when's a better time than right just now? Commit. <laughs> but kids is a little different. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. you reach a point in your life where you're gonna be like, you're not getting younger. Like, totally. I had my I, first kid see, at 36, my second at 38. Yeah, so. yeah. See, I mean, I feel like that, but she, like, uh, like Autumn, she's she's pretty young, and she has like a lot of a lot of time to a work lot of on life. her career, a lot of life to live, and I don't want to take that away from her, you know. So, and like, I threw my 20s away. Like, I was homeless and addicted to drugs my whole. Yeah, 20s. we want to talk about that because that's yeah. I didn't know that about you until you uh, text that earlier, and I was yeah. like. Whoa, and uh, you know, because we know each other. Yeah, but, but the we whole don't point of know each the podcast other. is to get to know him. Yeah, and that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, um, but yeah, you got to take your time. Yeah, but what, don't you think the women nowadays they have like uh, it's different than like our grandmas. They're like out of high school and have kids for sure. And so now it's like things have opened up so much for women and opportunities and yeah. jobs and all kinds of everything. Yeah, is different. So where it's like you did. You can wait a little bit to have kids. You don't need to have them right away. Totally. Like they were trained to like think. Yeah. And and, uh, 
like I've always, I didn't want kids pretty much my whole life because I was living very selfishly, you know, especially living in my addiction. I was just like, oh, like I only care about myself, you know, like, right. and, and fuck bringing kids into the world. Like I, I didn't want kids forever. And then when I finally got sober and I was like, okay, maybe it could be an option. And then when I started to get a little, like, uh, I, I'll have six years sober in February. Still, Congrats. thank you. It's still yeah. not that much time compared to all the years that I was using. But now that I've had a, uh, have a little bit of time under my belt, like the thought of having kids, and now I'm, I'm actually like financially okay, and and like I I've built this life that's like pretty big and colorful. I'm like, oh, having kids would kind of be rad. I have a lot of cool people in my life. You know, it'd be kind of sick bringing kids into this world and like having this little family. You know, and but. Uh, Learn how to change diapers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, she she's young and like she she has a little modeling career that she's building, and and I don't want to take that away from her. So yeah, I get it. Uh, but and, but men could have men could have kids later. Look at De Niro and Pacino, dude. Are those guys still competing with each other or what? <laughs> Bro, people were saying that. Yeah, you know? but but you I, got a kid, I can have one too. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the, the idea, so <laughs> the idea of having kids at like like. At like mid forties, kind of is like, ugh, I don't know if I would like to do that. I mean, if it happens, it happens. Like, yeah, whatever. But I want to be able to be that dad that's like skating at the skate park. Yeah, with my ten year old or fifteen year old. You know what I mean? I don't want to be super old having a kid. Wait, how old are you again? I'll be thirty six. You're good. That's a good age. Yeah. Or even if it's like forty, you know. Yeah. Buddy, my forties cool. 40. You know, early forties. Whatever. Keeps you young. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. here's the sad thing about it all. It's crazy about since we're talking about kids because I do want to talk about all the other stuff that you've overcome and where yeah. you're at and everything you got going on. Yeah, the crazy thing with kids is, bro, you love kids and they're little and they love you and then they grow up to be like you want them to be independent because you don't want them always to depend on you. But then it's a freaking crazy, it's a crazy balance because because then you have to like they're gonna leave. Yeah. And I'm going through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to where it's like, okay, and I, you want them to be independent. Totally. But then you're like, well, what, what am I going to do for me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. Well, you're always going to be my little kid. So I get that. Yeah. You know, you don't get that until you have kids. Now, my question for you, do your kids know who you are? Like, they didn't. Did, they, they didn't. But are they starting to, like, realize, oh, shit, my pops was, like, a legend, I, or is a legend. In, I think so. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think I think so. But I, I've been real humble with my kids. Like, for sure. Just for the sake, you know, my kids came home one day and they were like, yo, dad, uh, my friend said you were in a movie. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, it's bullshit. And like, no, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was. And they're like, no, what? Yeah. And that was like fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. So I didn't go. I always felt weird bragging to my kids. Yeah. Now that my kids are older, my son's a hardcore football player. Uh -huh. My daughter's hardcore lacrosse. They're both athletes. That I'm sure, you know, they know my accomplishments, but then my son's now asking me, have you ever had a day like where you feel like, you know, you're not on your game or you're mm -hmm. in the middle of a game, you don't feel good? Like, yeah. And now I'm starting to open up more about that. That's awesome. But yeah, they don't, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know, you know, and I would, I, look, dude, don't ever push your kid to do something that you want I agree. them to do. I agree. Yeah. yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. then you're going to be like, you know, anyways, but you have kids one day, they'll be cool. They'll be yeah. running around. And then you'd be like, why'd I have these? Little <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Got a smart you, move. You just have one boy, one girl. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 the way that's, to do that's it. like the, the dream, right? There. Yeah, one it is. One boy, one girl. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best. So I want to talk about something with you outside of kids. Yeah. Uh, so you were addicted to drugs and you were homeless at the same time? Yeah. Um, the, like the, homeless, 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 like homeless on the street. Uh, like, yeah. I, uh, um, 
Not even on the street, dude. I slept in a porta potty for two years. What? Yeah. So the homelessness came towards the tail end of my addiction. Like the, uh, it was like the end of my twenties. Um, but pretty much my whole twenties, 20, 20 years old to 30, I was either couch surfing, uh, sleeping on park benches. Like, yeah, dude, I was, I was super strung out for a long time. So you, did you burn like all your bridges? Every to bridge. a point there where that's where you ended up in yeah, the porta potty. For sure. I mean, you it can't was, stay here. You can't hear. Exactly. And it was God. basically like nobody wanted me around. I, I was a piece of shit, dude. Like I was like a very bad person. I did a lot of bad things. And uh, I was hanging out with people who were just as miserable as I was. You know, misery loves company kind of yeah, thing. So yeah, it's yeah. like, and by the by the end of it, you know, it's like the one friend who I was getting high, friend who I was getting high with. You know, like his his dad was like, dude, you like you can't come here anymore. So basically, I was I was sleeping the porta potty, and this was like in Connecticut, and so it's like in the summer it gets really hot, so you can't stay in that thing during the day, and then the winters it snows, so it's like. It's, but did you dump the thing, or did it have like the uh, shit in it? It had shit in it, dude. Like, Whoa, for yeah, that long. Yeah, huh? and it was like it it was a handicap sized porta potty, and oh, so it was, so it was just big enough for me to like curl up in a I had like some bedding and a pillow and it was just big enough for me to like curl up on a ball and Fuck, sleep that's crazy so bro. I would like so what I would do is like I would I would wake up in the morning super early when the sun came out and I would hide all my bedding and pillows in like a bush somewhere and I would just spend my whole day figuring out ways to get loaded and then I would come back find my bedding make my bed and do the same thing over and over again wow yeah what a trip dude. yeah it was gnarly man it was gnarly i was like like heroin was like my my favorite thing in the world that's what it was <laughs> yeah heroin i mean it, it was basically everything but heroin would be like so the drug just took it. over yeah yeah so yeah. what was it that you got Damn, that's crazy bro yeah. also too hey tap that that camera is, is that microphone in your face no we're good no you look good yeah that's to make yeah, sure yeah. people could yeah, see yeah. you yeah you know um Bro, that's insane. Yeah. So, okay, so what it was, I mean, you could say, oh, well, what was it hit rock bottom? But it's like, yeah, that's pretty rock bottom right For there. For sure. And I, and I mean, like. What was it that made you say, all right, dude, I had enough? Um, so some, I don't know how, remember, remember when Obama was in office, we had those Obama phones for people who couldn't afford a regular phone? Yeah. So I had an Obama phone. I'll say yours are mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I, I. Somebody found my number and was, and this was somebody who I used to get high with six years prior before all this. And he ended up coming to LA, got sober. He somehow found my number. He's like, Hey dude, I'll fly to LA, but you have to go into rehab. But my sick thinking was, yeah, a free plane ticket to Los Angeles. It's way easier to be homeless in LA than it is on the East coast. Oh, I so, I, so I, I was like, I bullshitted him. I was like, yeah, I'll go to rehab. I, he flies me out here. And the first week in rehab, I just leave. I, was, I had no intentions of getting sober whatsoever. And this it's was funny. Down. You say flies me out here. And then there's, <laughs> yeah, you, know, right. we're at the, we're, you know, we're at the, uh, uh, airport. Yeah. Right next to it. Right. It's Van Nuys airport. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 My old house is right down the street. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So you bullshitted him to get to LA. So, so I get to LA and so I, you kind of already was like smart enough to know that if you go to LA, it'd be better to be homeless. Exactly. Cause it doesn't snow. Cause the winters on the East coast are exactly. gnarly. Yeah. So, and then, uh, so the first week I leave and then, uh, I, I start my homelessness down in Newport beach, which isn't such a bad place to live. It's pretty ghetto down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on, on the beach, I, I was sleeping under a lifeguard, uh, tower for a little bit. And then I slowly made my way North up to skid row and i was on skid row for a couple months wow and uh do you think though that but that's a crazy story bro i never knew do, yeah. do, do you think though by you going like because i you know if i was homeless i would do this mm -hmm. 
So you knew like where to go for it to be better weather. So do you think that that was even part of you was like that, that, that was going to get you out because you already had a, a strategy in mind to, to get yourself out of things um, or no, no, I don't think it was any of that. I honestly, I always think that like if I was homeless, this go, well, that's why I'm not homeless. Yeah. I would be like, I ain't, you know, do this no, to get out of it. The reason know? why I say no is because I was the only thing that was on my mind was my next fix was my Got next it. high. That's Got all it. I cared about. I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't planning my future or anything like that. I was literally like, okay, how am I going to get high today? How am I going to get high tomorrow? And where am I going to sleep where it's like, I'm not going to die right. kind of thing, you know? And, and back then I, 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 I think I like to think that I have like somewhat of like a, a street smart kind of like common sense thing, you know, um, just because I was like in that life for so long. So I like knew like what to do, what not to do, you know? And, um, and I really didn't like get into trouble with anybody else on the streets. Like I, I've gotten arrested a bunch of times, but like as far as like the street shit, I I was like cool and I was like comfortable. So did you ever feel like you did? You get in fights and robbed and shit a lot? Um, I've gotten uh, into one fight, only one fight, and it was like I got jumped, and uh, and this was because I I beat them, like I robbed them, and they they ended up finding me. This was in Connecticut. This wasn't even in. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, and they hit me over the head with a brick. Still have the stitch, the the, the scar, and that was that. I, dude, I'm like, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Like, I get it. And I'm, a, I'm like, at the end of the day, like, I think I'm a little pussy. So like, then, I, like well, I what led you to shit. do drugs? I mean, is, did you have a weird upbringing? Was no, rough, I mean, I mean, it wasn't rough. My mom is an ex addict. Okay. Um, most of my family members are alcoholics. Got um, it. it. It wasn't like we lived an okay life. You know, like, it, like we didn't have money, but we still, we were okay. The drugs just can creep the, up on anybody. Dude, and, and yeah. like, I saw what it did to my mom. I saw what it did to family members. So I always like made a thing like, I'm never touching that shit. Right. And somehow like, I first started smoking weed, love weed, then started drinking, love drinking. And then like Percocets came in the picture, love, when I found the Percocets, it was like, oh, okay. I wow. found what I've been looking for my whole life. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then it comes like Percocets start to be expensive. So then I start selling and then I get into that game for a long time. And then like I get arrested, I do a little bit of time and then heroin comes in the picture cause it's cheaper, you know? And it's just like, it's just one thing after another and it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so it could happen to anybody. Absolutely. That, yeah. It doesn't discriminate. Yeah. For That's sure. crazy, bro. Yeah. You always saw that because I, I, another some person that was like that, you know, Sid Nancy. Mm-hmm. And I saw the things. She was just from a good kid from a good neighborhood. Yeah, and dude. Just got caught up it doesn't it. discriminate. You could be rich. You could, could be poor, black, white, purple, whatever, dude. No matter what world you're in. Yeah. It does not discriminate. Well, no, Sid. Sid, yes. Yeah, sorry. If someone's misunderstood, I met Nancy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. She was yeah. from a good neighborhood. He was obviously yeah. a, a mess. Um with, with a, a bummer with that um, mm-hmm. stuff. But, dude, so what was it, though, that made you, like, say, all right, I need to – did someone offer you an opportunity, a job? Like, were you – I mean, were you on the street, like, begging for money, that kind of thing? I would never beg. That was one thing I never did. I think I had too much pride to beg. So then I'd, you would just steal I'd, shit? I'd steal. Get, that was my it. thing. I'd steal. Or dig in the trash and all mm-hmm. that kind of shit? Even, I wouldn't even dig in the trash. It was mostly just stealing, dude. It was like stealing and manipulating was my was my thing. It was like I would manipulate. I manipulated and lied to my mom for years. Mm, you know, I like I, I would. I, I manipulated her to pay for my health insurance for so long. You know, and um, that's kind of how when I came to L.A. like from Newport to to Skid Row, 
I would do like little stints in sober livings just to like sleep on a bed for two days and eat some food for two days. But the health insurance would pay for that. Got it. You know, so I would yeah. go in, my tolerance would go down a little bit, sleep in an actual bed, eat some actual food, then leave, go get high. And I, I was doing that every couple of weeks. Wow. And um, the last sober living that I got kicked out of, I was, on the, I was on the front yard, ready to go get loaded, had a little bit of money in my pocket. I was going to go get a hotel room, get high, and then start all over again. But I was sitting uh, in the front yard, and I rem- remember this so vividly. And uh, I was waiting for my Uber, and all of a sudden I, hear, I get the most vivid whisper of one of my best friends who passed from an overdose uh, years before this. And the, the whisper was like, enough is enough. And it, it scared me to the point, like it was like super, super vivid. Like, so that's, that, this was it, this, this was it, but it wasn't where I was like, okay, I'm never using drugs again. It was more of like, whoa, that was fucking weird. Let me call another sober living. I'll get loaded tomorrow kind of thing, Got it. you know? So I called the program director. I was like, yo, dude, I know you just kicked me out, but if you put me in another house, um, I, I really, I'll try. Still had no intentions of staying sober long term. Right. So I go, he puts me into another house. I go in there, and that's where I meet Zach S. And oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of where everything started, dude. It was like I, I, I walk in the house. I knew who he was. He already had a little bit of internet fame. I knew who he was. He was looking for a videographer at the time. And I grew up filming skateboarding. So, so how many years ago was that? This was in 2018. Oh, it's just not too long ago. Not too long ago. So you sobered up not too long ago. Not too long ago. Oh, you said six years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be six years in February. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. You said you never dug in the trash. Never dug in the trash. We did. We used to dig in the trash yeah. and find shit and then have crowd cells. See, that's... That that's, was genius, that's, bro. We were, that's sick. That's the no, hustle. That's yeah, the that's hustle. a great hustle. Oh, that's no, a great, me and my whole family did. Yeah. It wasn't just me and my yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, that we were trying to get out of an apartment to rent a house. Yeah. So, so you know... Uh, that's crazy, bro, because I try to understand like people that have been through addictions like that mm-hmm. with drugs. Um, and I've known a lot of people and a lot of people think that I've done drugs. And the funny thing is I've never done any drugs. I remember you telling us that before. Never. Yeah. I've smoked weed a couple of times. Yeah. That's not even my thing. I'm not even, I, I'm pretty high pain tolerance guy. I yeah. Don't need yeah. It for pain. Like, I'm, I mean, I take CBD and stuff, which is yeah. cool. That helps me out a lot. But you know, when it comes to getting drugs and shit, I've never done anything. So it's hard for me to understand. The only way I could relate it to is like bike riding. Like mm-hmm. if I don't ride, I'm like the worst dude to be around or I get shaky. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I want to ex- exert that. Yeah. A, a, you know, search for that feeling. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. And it seems like yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. So when I hear it stories. It is, man. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, even, uh, I mean, you could probably relate to this where you feel like, uh, do you feel like you're an extremist? I mean, I am an action. Sp- I'm an extreme. I'm an. I'm an extreme athlete. Extreme sports. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> dude, when that came out, they're like extreme sports. We're like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah. BMX. <laughs> and then it went to action sports. Like it's a little better. but yeah. Still BMX. But do you feel like in, in every other aspect of your life, you, you take stuff to the extreme? Like for example, you're t- you you get a tattoo. You get tattoos all over your body. Yeah. Some shit like that. You know what well, I mean? Well, I'm the kind of guy where I get involved with something. I'm going to be good at it. Exactly. I'm not like a dabbler. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I go snowboard on the weekends, and then a lot of people. People do me i'm like ride 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 yeah because i i know that's what makes me happy and those are my goals yeah and it's like you're the music 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 or and since me and you met each other i've been doing a shitload of comedy i know comedy's taking i know off. dude it's taking off yeah that's, so, some, that's something I, that i still want to dabble in bro i might be getting a show uh, another show somewhere so 
that's, it'd that's be so up your sad. alley yeah. for the kind of show it is. Yeah. Can't tell you Love right it. now, though, because it might not happen. Don't jinx yeah. it. Don't jinx it. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I know what you mean. You get, you get like, so, so the extreme behavior is, is, uh, it could be good or bad. For sure. Because even in my sobriety, I consider myself an extremist. When I, I, I when, when I start something, I go fucking hard. Like I, I, with the, with the video editing, with the production now being in front of the camera, like it's all I do. I, I have a one track mind and it's all I fucking focus on. Right. And I kind of feel like that's uh, like a, why things have gone so well for me. And dude, cause not even six years ago, I was sleeping in a porta potty. Right. S- not even six years later, uh, I'm co-host with Steve. So it's like, dude. it's strange. Man. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, and, I'm, and, and we're going to get into all that too. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say the, how you met Zach ass. Yeah. Cause that's how I met you. Yeah. It was your guys' podcast you were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys both met and that, that was like, that's when your life changed. It's when my life, that's where it started. I didn't know what was going to come from it, but what I did know, because dude, I grew up with fucking skateboards on my walls posters of the jackass guys on my wall i've never told steve this but i've had pictures of him everywhere in my room i got a funny story you know with steve I mean? yeah dude, <laughs> we, we, dude i gotta tell you this real quick because yeah. steve-o he'll remember this one i'm gonna say it because you know yeah i love steve-o uh back in the mid-2000s hold your thoughts i gotta tell you mm-hmm. this uh we were running around hollywood dude it was crazy right and uh mm, that's right when x games is banging no, I mean, I mean, it had been hitting, but like 2005 was a pretty rad year. Yeah. And it might have been 2004, something like that. Anyways, we were at a club, and uh, I see Steve-O, and the, everyone used to hang out all the time, you know, all the time in Hollywood, and uh, like, you know, whatever, that's what you do. And, and he, he, he whips out his dick in the club, in the club <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's jackass, you know, that's yeah. what he does. And uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and and some, some dudes that like wanted to kill him uh, that were like, you know, that would have killed, like, that. enjoy that, you yeah. know? And I, I saved him because I knew those guys. Really? And I was like, yo, bro, he's cool. He's just, that's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking kill him right now. And I was like, no, bro. Like, and uh-huh. so uh, years later, my ex-wife, she was in, in rehab. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Steve-O, they, they went to meetings together, and he goes, oh, you're, you're Rick's wife. Tell him I own one. <laughs> so I'm holding you to it, Steve-O. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for me, all right? That's a great one. Yeah, I love it's, that. it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. But yeah, so it's crazy how it works. Yeah. So you went from, and, and so what happened with, with you and Zach Ass? So it was basically, he needed a videographer. Right, okay. I have experience with cameras, uh, and... He was like, all right, well, um, f- come film this one video with me. Because you said you had skating in your walls. You were into that I, world. Dude, I was, I was, it was my dream. It was my passion. Like, my first dream was I wanted to be a skateboard. Well, actually, my first dream was I wanted to be a pro skater. That was my awesome. first dream. Awesome. But I'm a bigger dude. Never going to happen. So I, I wanted to live in the world of skateboarding. So that's where my love of the video camera came up. Got it. So, yeah. so I had a video camera with me everywhere then jackass starts to come on tv it was like october of 2000 where i i I fell in love with it instantly right and i look at the tv and i'm like mom this is what i want to do when i grow up i want to travel the world and do stupid shit with my friends and she just giggles and laughs and um so that's that was my passion that was my dream then when the drugs came along goodbye dream i didn't care it was never gonna happen i'm already in my 20s whatever so then so Zach was like, all right, we'll come film this video. We, we filmed this video on Venice Beach on the boardwalk, and um, we attach a, a boxing glove. It's actually funny because it's that one that I yeah, bought. Yeah, we're going to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh, 
we attached the uh, attached the glove to a, a remote control RC. It's like a gas powered one, so it drives like sixty miles per hour. Got it. We attach it to that, and Zach just spread eagles on the boardwalk. A huge crowd surrounds us, and we drive the RC car right into his nuts. And it was uh, it was really funny, really simple, easy to do. And we post it the next day, and it skyrockets. Yeah, like goes huge. Yeah, and my name is attached to it. You know, filmed by Skinny Vinny. Yep, and um. And it's like, holy shit, all these, uh, and I'm seeing people like Tony Hawk comment on it, all these people like that I'm just like, holy fuck, something that I filmed is getting seen by all these people who I you admired, admire, yeah. dude, yeah. you know? So it was like, holy shit, this could actually like be something. I'll get loaded later on because I still wanted to keep getting high, but all that this was happening. So I was like, oh shit, this is really rad. So Zach was like, all right, dude, welcome to the crew. And like, cause he had his own little too stupid to die crew. He, he just finished filming a, a, the show for MTV and, right. um, it was, it was just about to air. So he's like, welcome, welcome to the crew. So I started being like everybody's videographer for it. And awesome. so it allowed me the opportunity to travel everywhere, film with the guys. And, um, I never really had any aspirations to be in front of the camera. It, uh, like I just loved production. Got it. And, um, it was like one thing after another, dude. It went from like that to then like filming pickups for Too Stupid and, and filming commercials with a bunch of people and going to BAMs and doing all this crazy shit. And moving, that would have never happened. No. 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 That's what I tell people all the time. Moved where you got to like, where you can make stuff happen. Yeah. You know? And dude, all this. But you all, didn't even know that was going to happen. I you had no moved. idea, dude. It fell on my life. That was your calling. It was my, dude. Yeah. It was crazy. And all, and remember all this is happening while I'm still in a sober living. Like I, I still have a curfew. I still get drug tested. I, I'm in the house for almost three years, you know? And it was just like, each, were you, were you when we did the, when you guys lived there? No, that was, that was like one of our first houses that we moved into. Oh, crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, dude, it was just like each year was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then like my taste for on camera kind of came when like one of the guys pranked me. Video went pretty big. And uh, we go to Bam's house for one of those parties. And I'm getting recognized from that prank video. And I, I'm, a, I'm an attention whore too. Like I love attention. Yeah. And it felt really good to get recognized for something that we did. So I was like, oh, that was, that was sick. Let me maybe try doing my own kind of stuff. Yep. And it like sort of worked out. And but it does work out because you, you, you do a lot of stunts too. Yeah. 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 And yeah. It's, Which uh, then that led to meeting with, with uh, Steve. Yeah. It kind of like. How'd you meet him? Through Zach, because oh, he, he had that oh, video. Through, the, through Jackass, yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah. well, uh, Zach originally did a video with Steve. Um, Was it the one where he jumped in the cactuses Yes, or some shit? yes, the cactus. Yeah. And that that video fucking hundreds of millions of views. Yeah, I mean, you know? everybody's like, what the hell? Yeah, so, so they already had some sort of a relationship. And uh, so Zach introduced me to Steve, I don't know, like, late 2018 and we'd go to meetings here and there you know and then and then uh, i started making my own content and steve started seeing this and um recognizing and it, yeah. recognizing it and and my shit would like each stunt that i would do would would be a little bigger better production value you know and bigger and bigger and bigger and i guess he he recognized it and he respected it and and he noticed my my love of the podcasting because I've tried so many different podcasts, tried to build off the ground and try to make it work. But like you said earlier that like nobody really knows how Bro. much work a fucking podcast is. Bro, just so everybody knows right now, 
this is my first episode film not my first episode filming a podcast mm -hmm. i actually did a podcast for espn for nine years yeah i did radio for them i used to go to abc radio it was crazy mm -hmm. but first podcast filming yep and and this is all diy so you guys listening, the audio was messed up in the beginning and this would not happen right now if it wasn't for Skinny Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, he drove all the way out here. You know, I'd say, sorry, bro. It's good. Maybe next yeah. time. You know? <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of work, you yeah. know, it's like, but you don't know, you, 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 you figure it out as you go. You figure it out as you go. Yeah. And I mean, the biggest thing with podcasting is, is the consistency. That's it. It's just like how it's. I love episode. this interview because this is the, this is the, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. But this is the podcasting that I'm used to doing because I see a lot of people sit around i'm not going to knock anybody what they're doing do whatever you want they sit around they talk about things that are great and fun. i like to get to know people yes i've always been that kind of podcasting yes. kind of interviewer even yeah. for tv and stuff and it, that's how it works man like yeah. you you have to be interested in other people and you have to like be good at talking and you gotta it's it's kind of an art form dude like not not everybody can do it and it's like anybody could like sit in a circle and, t and have a conversation of course yeah but you got to bring that pizzazz you have to bring some sort of like branding to it you know and like and really know super competitive to, too dude everybody and their fucking grandma has a podcast yeah it's getting know? yeah it's, it's, so it's like so steve kind of saw like he like i i started a podcast with kyler vick a few years ago called uh uh moist cheeks <laughs> and and uh that really didn't go anywhere because they kind of it was more, they were dealing with their own personal stuff. Did, and did, did, did it just dry up? It dried up. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. So it's like, it dried up, dude. And like, they, they were dealing with their own personal stuff and I kind of had a different vision. And uh, so that kind of ended after seven episodes. And then, um, and then when I got to LA, Zach and I, we started What the Fudge. And like this, I was like, whoa, this could actually go somewhere. The name is great. The branding is great. I was a great. guest on it. That's you how we were met. a guest on well, it. You reached out to me. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, um, and we were getting names, dude. You came by. I had, I had Cossack. I had Street Bike Tommy. I had like all these cool people come to the house and film episodes. So I was like, whoa, this could actually turn into something. So all it's going to take, we have everything. It's like a band, though. It, Everybody's got to be on the same page. Everybody has to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the problem was. Right. And, it's, and it was also like Zach had the jackass thing going on. He had yeah. a whole different thing. And like they started doing comedy. They started doing comedy. So it was like we were kind of hearing it. He's still struggling with drugs, too. Yeah, no, he's actually doing really well right now, dude. He's killing it in the comedy scene. I just did a comedy show with him yeah dude he's yeah. he's great and yeah. i'm so happy for him i am too i am too i it was i kind of felt bad well i felt really bad actually we did a show on long beach for, for richie the barber uh-huh and he goes i want you and zach to do uh yeah do a thing and he had gotten in a car accident I, yep i remember right that. there and i was like dude i felt so bad for yep. him so then he freaking like he wasn't gonna do the show yeah and then he showed up yeah right before he told set, me. and i was like bro this is sick yeah yeah so i i'm so happy for him i am too he's he's, I think he's, he's the best dude you he's know? got a good heart you know? and um yeah and when when i was working so much with zach i was like it just made so much to me it just made so much sense you know it was like zach ass and skinny being two fat guys making content doing stunts you know and, and having good a good podcast combo. good combo yeah. made a lot of sense but he just had a different vision for his own stuff which is totally cool yep. and i'm so happy for him and i think when what the fudge when what the fudge was hap uh like kind of ended steve needed a like kind of like a producer for a wild ride and well, so you've been able to multitask that's your that's yeah. your qualities that you have yeah you be on, on camera behind camera yeah exactly you, know, you got my show going today yeah you know I mean? <laughs> yeah uh, so that that's something he probably looked at like okay for this sure. guy's more than just wanting to do stunts mm -hmm. and being this he could also help me with this and he's yeah and he kind of um he he saw my work ethic cuz like i i when i got sober i kind of like 
have to do everything the opposite of how I lived before I got sober. I was like such a lazy piece of shit. You know what I mean? So when I got sober, I had to change everything. And my work ethic was one of them. You know, it's like now, like the first big thing I worked with Steve-O was uh, we filmed his intro for his first special down at uh, Mike Busey's Sausage Castle. Uh, And I I flew myself down. I bought my own. Even though I knew Steve-O had all these cameras that he has, I out of my own pocket, bought the same camera that he has, the same lens. I flew my way down there. Came prepared. Came prepared. And, um, and I shot, I, I, he put me in a helicopter the whole day and I was shooting the whole fucking day. I remember seeing that online. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. And I've, uh, been to, I've been to that place too. It's though. the best. When we were done filming, it was a long day of filming. He's like, he's like, how'd you, uh, you flew down here? I was like, yeah, obviously. He's like, we, we paid for it, right? I was like, nah, dude, I paid for it out of my own pocket. It's all good. Don't trip. He goes, nah, dude, we're, we're paying for you. I was like, dude, don't worry about it. So he pays me double. Like, he paid me for the day worth of filming. He paid me back for the He's plane a good ticket. Dude. And then he paid me more. And, uh, and then ever since then, it was like he kept calling me to come on these shoots. And I, I was just like, fuck, like... Yeah, dude, like this, awesome. is, this is this is the dream, you know, like, yeah. like obviously the dream would be like to be on Jackass, you know, of course, of course, dude, I know all those guys. Yeah, Jeff Tremaine, they're all the best, dude. Jeff Tremaine and Spike Jones, uh, they were, you know, I knew them from the bike world. Mm-hmm. You know, Spike was like the number one photographer yeah. for Freestyling and Go Magazine. Le- dude, Spike is a legend. Oh, he's a legend. Me, yeah. Spike and Hoffman, you know, we'd go on road trips to ride ramps. Mm-hmm. I remember we went to Austin, Texas one time. Uh, so all those dudes are like the homies, you know what I mean? So yeah, to be to work with you know to work with any of them. Is, I mean, even even today. I mean, Jeff and Spike are like, and Johnny, you know, with the, the Dick. I mean, all yeah. of them. But I'm just saying, yeah, that they started it. You know, yeah, like, they started everything. Very they, creative. They started a whole culture, bro. We hear a funny story, real real quick, yeah, please. Okay, my best friend's Dennis McCoy from Kansas City. That's where I grew uh-huh. up. Okay, and he was the number one pro in 1985. Yeah. Okay, and he he. Came to California and beat everybody. And so then I was like, who's this kid? That's when, like, everything was in the Midwest. Uh, uh, all the riders, all the sponsors. Mm-hmm. And so he gets this big bag of fan mail. And then he's like, he, he, this one letter stuck out. And it was this kid named Spike. And he had he had a photo of himself on the bottom. And on the top Whoa. half of the photo was him doing a one-footed table yep. in the woods on some quarter pipe. I see it clear as day. And he had written on it, my name's Spike. I'm a fan of yours. And he had colored in, like, the photo because it Xerox it with markers yeah. of him riding. It was wild. And it, that was from Spike Jones. That's so sad. I think we were talking about uh, with Steve-O and how you, how you, uh, you filmed. Um, we were talking about the how intro. you filmed the intro. Yeah. And then, okay. So then he took you up in a helicopter. Yeah. And, and I'm just filming his intro the whole, the whole day and, and everything went great, dude. It was like one of the best film sets I've ever been a part of. And, uh, ever since there, he like recognized my work ethic and how much I love doing this shit. Yeah. So pretty much, like uh, I, I started being a part of his crew, you know, more uh, pretty much just production wise, helping him film all the YouTube stuff and everything. And then um, I'm like producing Wild Ride, his podcast that he has. Right. And um, it's funny because like I had no intentions, I had no thought of ever being the co-host of my favorite podcast. It was more of I wanted to be a guest. Right. I wanted to be in the seat to have one episode, you know, and um, so that's kind of what I was working towards. Yeah, because we, we, uh, we were talking about podcast, and that's awesome. We were talking about podcasts, how hard it is on your own. Yeah. Dude, it's extremely hard on your own, and, and 
being a guest is actually good yeah. to have to, uh, camaraderie yeah. rather than trying to carry it on your own, you know, like the Joe Rogan style of carrying it For on your sure. own. For sure. But I've always been like a DIY guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, as much as it's a blessing, it's, it can be a curse. Totally. Because then you're like, oh, I can't do everything on my own, yeah. you know? But uh, it, I think that's good, though. If you've got good chemistry and it's not forced, mm-hmm. you know, because when things are forced, it's like horrible. Yeah. But if, it's, if it organically happened and you like genuinely like it works run it yeah you know what i mean totally i, I always say that and, you know? yeah and uh, sounds like that's how a lot of your opportunities have happened it, dude you. it has it, pretty much man and it's like i i was uh, i was producing wild ride for about like eight months i'm going on tour with them helping them like sell merch and film on the road but don't and you got your own merch too i do now sick and, and uh um I finally pulled the trigger on that and he, he started letting me sell my merch at his merch table, which, so awesome. and he's not even taking any cuts. And it's like, it's like, bro, not many people would do that. Right. You know, he's, it's Steve. You guys is are like, partners at this point. Yeah. And I he, mean, the degree with the podcast and friendship. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's really taken me in, you know, because the whole, the whole thing with, what happened with Zach, you know, I was like super bummed and like I didn't know which way my career was going to go. I like, I was like, fuck, who do I have the film with, you know? And, um, and cause Zach was dealing with his own personal stuff and, right. um, so Steve kind of like took me in, you know, and he was just like, dude, just have faith. Things will work out. You just got to keep, keep doing what you're doing. Things will work out. And I kind of, I, I, I had faith. I was pissed. I was like kind of resentful in a, in a lot of ways, but like I just had faith and I kept doing what I was doing. And then the next thing you know, like I have, uh, um, Zach had an episode of Wild Ride and Steve had me come on for that episode right. I had like the last 30 minutes of it. And so I was like, oh shit. I have my episode of Wild Ride that I've been wanting. You know, it wasn't my own solo episode, but still, I had thir- thirty minutes on another episode. Do you think it's like laws of attraction too, though? For sure. You know, yeah. That you like, you know, as much as you like wanted to be on that podcast, and you like, you, you manifest that. I am a huge believer in manifestation, and I say this to a lot of people about the manifestation is like, it's easy for people to manifest. Well, I don't say easy, but for a lot of people to manifest bad stuff. Totally. But the, the thing that's crazy, I just thought of this, like your subconscious mind never goes to sleep. It only mm-hmm. gives you what you think and say. So if you're thinking about something a lot and then it pops up, oh, I was just thinking of that. It's like, yeah, because yeah. you were thinking of it. Mm-hmm. So it's good though that, that these things that you've you've manifested yourself out of the fucking porta potty yeah. to be with you know one of the biggest celebrities in Hollywood mm-hmm. and jackass and be a co-host. There's a reason for that. Yeah, and you have a place there. Yeah, and I think you've probably always seen yourself there. Just I, the drugs got in the way. The, the, the drugs and it, dude, I, it's true. I've always seen myself Sounds being like in this world yeah. since I was ten years old. So you're manifesting it beforehand. You just got 100%. derailed. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I got derailed heavy, you right. know, and, uh, and the reason I got, uh, I mean, it wasn't just the drugs, you know, it's like, like time when I'm getting loaded, time just flew by, dude. Like the one thing, you know, I'm fucking 18 years old, just graduated high school, smoking weed and partying here and there. The next thing you know, I'm 27 shooting heroin in the middle of fucking Vermont somewhere, you know, and I, I'm like, well, that dream's long and gone. I'm almost 30. That's never going to happen. So it was just like, okay, so if it's, never going to happen why even continue thinking about it kind right. of thing you know but and in the back of your mind did you ever think moving to california like maybe i can no. meet some people do no. some stuff never nothing never never no wow. and, and that makes and, it even cooler yeah and when when you're someone like, i mean your story I'm for yeah, sure yeah. yeah and and like for somebody who's from um new england uh, like connecticut i was from a really small town you know the the hollywood dream always seems so far-fetched and so 
like it can never happen right you know um it's like I, I it's i only watch it on tv and magazines and skate videos and shit you know yeah um and i did i remember like getting loaded like doing my percocets watching robin big and like fantasy factory and just wow. like dreaming like <sighs> wish you know yeah um but yeah and then, and then like the whole co-host for wild ride dude like being a co-host never entered my mind once like i did i had my episode with zach that was it i'm happy i'm content like i i love producing it i love be- traveling everywhere meeting cool celebrities being a part of it even though i'm not on the episode i, I just love doing it and then like the next thing you know steve is just like we were we had bam on for the, the second time and he's like yeah set up a camera for yourself and grab a mic and i was like whoa what he's like yeah do it and i was just like completely caught out like caught like wasn't prepared wasn't doing anything i was like oh okay shit okay and this is a huge episode anything with bam on it yeah it blows the fuck up of course yeah you know and so we do that one and then i'm like okay we did the episode i was like oh that was sick but really weird how like just a flip of a switch i'm had the seat and then the next episode we, we were in vegas and we had dan brazilian on or however you say his last name and um he's like yeah set up a camera I was like, okay, sick. And then he, when we introduce, uh, when we start the episode, he's like, yeah, this is Skinny Vinny, our, our uh, new co-host. I was like, completely caught off guard. Oh wow! Like, whoa, yeah, co-host, sick, dude. You know, so yeah. I, I was just like super stoked, you know, and, and like, and this is after like I had the the TV show with Zach and like other these other things that we've done that really not, nobody have ever seen. A few people have seen, but like, right. So I'm like still. Of course, I'm in my head thinking, okay, where's my career going to go? But as long as I, like like Steve said, as long as I just keep doing what I'm doing, things are going to fucking work out. Yeah. And that's it, dude. They it's always like, do. You know, I, I get, yeah. you got to remind yourself that. Even me, I got to remind myself yeah. sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it'll work itself out, it'll work out. But, yeah. you're in the, but when you're in it, you're like, dude, it's not going to work out. Just, you got to tell yourself, no, dude, it's going to work out. There it's have been so out. many nights where I'm just in my office, just editing, just like, fuck, is this really worth it like i like like people dude people think like what we do we're making so much money and like all this shit like dude i'm fucking like i'm paying my bills i'm able to put a tiny bit of money in the savings sometimes but living in la it's expensive as fuck so it's it's like i feel the same way about like just hang in there is it even worth it it, dude even even this podcast yeah 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 right now <laughs> yeah. So so it's just like it's like there's been so many nights where I'm just like fuck dude like some sometimes I think man I some, maybe I would enjoy a normal life working a 9 to 5 where I know I'm going to get a paycheck every week. Yeah, but life's not about money so much exactly. as much as like people go we talk about it's not about money man. Yeah. You know, but it's yeah. like you know I faced that with my son with uh I could re- relate this to since we, since this sparked something in me yeah. just now I was like my son plays football, mm-hmm. and it seems like a lot of people are always this quest to get their kid in a good school yep. uh, for high school to get a, to get a scholarship, and then therefore they're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, not necessarily. No. Like, life is about the game. Mm-hmm. Life is about playing. Life is about right now. Anyone out there mm-hmm. listening, don't think that I'm saying getting a college degree is not important or is not something your dream. Of course, do what you got to do. But on the flip side of that, what I was trying to uh, express was – it's about the game, man. It's yeah. about being able to play. It's about catching that ball. It's about making a touchdown. It's about that feeling. It's about that moment mm-hmm. as well. Don't miss that. For sure. Because if you don't miss these moments in life and you just think you need this next thing to be happy or this money to be happy, you're going to miss now. And if you don't have now, then what's the point of it? Yeah. 
right? Yeah. So I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah. And and when I do have that feeling of like, uh, because like, dude, we, I, like I only get paid when I work. It's not like I'm working every week, every day. There's, there's some times where like, there might not be a gig for fucking a couple weeks. So I'm just like, if the podcast, that episode doesn't do good, then I'm not making as much. Exactly. So it's just like, but when I have that feeling of like, oh, maybe I'd rather be a normal person, that feeling goes away pretty quick because I just look at my walls of my pictures and everything that I've done and I'm like, well, you are normal. Everyone else is. Ab- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 But you dude, know? it's, it's been a fucking crazy ride and, uh, I, I'm super wild. Grateful. Ride. It's been a fucking wild ride. And well, let's uh, talk about this show though. You got a new show that you got coming up. It's not coming out. Not yet. Are you been working? Uh, I've been on working on it. Okay, um, I've been working on it for about six months. Um, you want to talk about it? Yeah, we can, we can talk about it. Okay. We could talk about it. I haven't talked to many people about it. I, sh- I think I showed you a little bit of, of it. You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you sent me a it's called eight equals. You sent me an episode. I, I did. Felt like it was a full episode. I did. Yeah, it was yeah. a pilot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's called eight equals D. And uh, uh, for those of you who are like, "What the fuck is eight equals D?" I was gonna say the same thing. I can only think one thing. It's like, just a dick. That's that's it. You write it on a piece of paper. It looks like a dick. Oh wait, eight equals D. Eight is the ball sack. Equals is the shaft. D is the head. Oh, I thought it was like eight, eight inch dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just like eight ba- centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> so it's ah! it's basically like, dude, our our lives are just one giant dick joke. So it's just like, why not? And, and like, the internet and TV makes you censor your shit all the time. Like, I'm always getting censored. So you can't censor this dick because it's literally just an equation. Oh, awesome. that's it. Awesome. You know, awesome. and so basically, I just want a dick on everybody's TV screen that's not censored. There you go. That's dude. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the concept of the show? So it's it's a it's a sketch comedy show, intertwined with some stunts and pranks, and because uh, it has acting, has acting yeah, like exactly. full on scripted sketches, and that's I want it to be mainly sketches. I, I'll always love the stunts. I'll always incorporate stunts in whatever I do, but I feel like uh, the stunt world. The long, I feel like the jackass guys are the only guys who could pull off the longevity of stunts. You know, I, yeah. feel, I feel like everybody could have their moment with some stunts here and there. Yep. But to have the longevity, I think those guys are grandfathered in, and not nobody else could really pull it off for that long. Do you think though that they could do like uh, uh, take a break and then bring some new characters, like in? they did with the fourth one? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I enjoyed the fourth one. Uh, it was like mixed reviews, um, but I just don't know. The only thing that I could see happening is if let's just say they make another jackass. They, I feel like the, the OGs are all of them are just on the sidelines. They're yeah. not. They're not involved at all. Yeah, they're, like I can see Johnny still hosting it. Still hosting host the peanut gallery. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, dude, like they're they're fifties. Yeah. You know what I mean? Steve was 49. John Knoxville's in his 50s. Like, they can't get super gnarly anymore. Yeah. Um, the, the, some comedy stuff for sure. But I feel like with the new guys, if they were going to do this, it would be mostly them. What about you with stand-up comedy? You mentioned that before. Dude, it's, it's something I've always be, been interested in. Steve-O's right there. Which, I know. You know. I know. It's something I've always been interested in. I'm going to do never... a show with him, man. Comedy show. Dude. We I asked him to come on my show, but he said he was touring. Yeah. Dude. Not working on new material. We were touring for so long. And so you did that whole comedy tour, the too. The whole thing, dude. And like he saw not like these little theaters. Big, kind of pretty big th- th- yeah, theaters. Yeah, 3,000 theaters. Sick. Yeah. yeah. It's, dude, it's it's the best, dude. It's like... He's got... Yeah. It's yeah. It, His show's amazing. We, the Buck 
bucket list tour. It's over now. Like yeah. we, we filmed the special in London wow. and, um, it was, it's one hell of a run, dude. You know what I like about Steve-O with comedy is he does his own thing. Bro, he created he's not, this. he's not clicking into anything. You no, know what I'm dude. He created this own thing where I haven't I really seen before, and it's fucking genius. Where he, it's, it's a multimedia presentation, pretty much. Yeah. He has his stand-up bits, and in between he has the video to prove it, which is fucking phenomenal. Oh, when he does his shows. Yeah. When yeah. he does his shows, he has, he has a big screen in the back. And so he'll, he'll, to, he'll to tell us the story and some jokes, and then he'll have the video to back up the story. Oh, that's sick. And it's fucking, and you, and you can't see any of this footage anywhere else. Wow. Like, we have made sure we have fucking protected it. It's not online. It's nowhere. The only place so you So you did see the whole tour? It, the whole tour. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. And it was, uh, dude, I left the country for my first time in my, in my life. I went to Australia. I went to, uh, did the whole UK. I went to Romania. Like we, we went to Paris, you know, it's oh, like, sick. yeah. So it's like, I'm uh, <laughs> checking that camera right there. Yeah. Still rolling. yeah everything's still rolling. still rolling. Yeah. That's awesome. And it did. It's like dude, being a part of St Steve has like changed my life like crazy, bro. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. It's been a hell of a time. Well, I'm, I'm really happy for you. And plus like, you know, all that years of living in a porta potty is <laughs> fucking crazy, bro. That's insane. Well, that's what my merch. My merch is me sitting in front of a porta potty. Oh wow, babe, Great. could you? I brought stickers for you. Can you grab stickers from in front of the front pocket? Thank you. Yeah, I'm soaked. Um, crazy man, what a crazy ride. Yeah. Um, before we end this, I yeah. always like to. I want to take these stickers first. Let me see. <laughs> so that is just a sticker no shirts no nothing yet i think i'm making those in a uh, car fresheners this is it right here bro but that's the one where i made shirts and yeah. i sold out on tour it was great real dude. estate nowadays if you want to rent a porta potty in uh, <laughs> california it's like four grand a month yeah <laughs> yeah for sure dude thank you yeah thank yeah you. um before we leave yeah uh, I, I always ask someone to bring something in the show. Consider we're in a museum. For sure. And it's a pop culture museum. Yes. A lot of my friends are cool like you and they do cool stuff. Is there anything that you brought with you? I love this today? segment. Okay, This cool. is going to be a sick segment going up okay. forward. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Is there anything you brought with you yeah. that you, in life, inspired you or something that motivated you to say, all right, is there any part of your history you want to share in a story with you? Yeah, me? so it's not old history, it's somewhat new. Um, yeah, but you kind of, 2018 is when things really started for you. Yeah, and, so. and I think this happened in 2000, the early, early 2019. Okay. And basically what this is, it's a boxing glove right. from one of the first videos that I filmed that went pretty viral. Well, who, well who's got the signature? Bam uh, antiqued me. You remember in the old in the Jackass movies where he antiques people? He has a, a handful of flour in one oh, hand. Oh yeah, 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 a yeah. Boxing glove, and he'll throw the antique on one side, and then he'll get you around the face uh -huh. with the other side. That's the so glove. He got me with an antique. Oh wow! And um, and he signed it, and Andy Roy signed it too. He was. I there. saw Andy Roy's signature yeah. on there. Yeah. And um, and it was like the, the video went pretty viral, and awesome. it was like my first time filming with Bam. Still, like, in, living in sober living, not knowing what the fuck's going to happen. And, before all and this stuff started before, to happen. Before all this stuff started happening. Got it. So this, I have this in a case at my house. Oh, no way. Yeah. and oh, uh, cool. And I forever look at this. I will never lose this. I will never get rid of this. This has been a thing where it's just like, yeah. Who I, are you going to hit with it first? <laughs> bro, it's funny because you, you can, with, you can still see, like, some of the, um, the flower 
on the inside from all <laughs> from 2019. Yeah. That's awesome. Dude, yeah. that's cool. That's way cool. Yeah, it's one of my piece, favorite pieces of memorabilia. Well, we're gonna get this in the museum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool, bro. Yeah. Man. Sick, is it? Yeah. Bam. Andy Roy. Pretty sick. What yeah, man. You talked to Bam much? Um, he was on tour with us uh, uh, earlier this year. Um, it was amazing having him on tour on the road. He opened for Steve. And, uh, for a little bit, I saw For that, a little yeah. bit. It was like Dude, three this weeks. this is amazing. It's great. This is freaking cool. I'm yeah. glad you brought this in. This yeah. is sick. And, wow. um, what a cool story. Thanks, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and it, it was a pleasure having him on the road, dude. He's so funny when he's sober, dude. I know. He's a good guy. He's, he's the he's best. A really, he's a really good guy. He really is. Yeah. I, him, I knew he was 16. Yeah. So when we did the Tony Hawk secret uh, skate park tours. Mm -hmm. um, funny thing is, we did the, we did the Super Bowl halftime show, Tony Hawk, Boom Boom Hop Jam. Mm -hmm. And I was hosting it in 2005. And Bam was going to come out, uh, you know, during the... What was cool about that tour is, like, I hosted and then and then I rode as well. And then mm -hmm. I went back to hosting. It was a lot of work, man. Yeah. But I was like, dude, I get to do both. And Bam's like, he, we were presenting something, coming out of intermission or some shit. And uh, he's like, yo, man, uh, uh, walk with me. Walk with me. Because he was a little nervous being in front of, like, you know, it's different when you film and then being... And he was still kind of young, too, you know? Yeah. And I remember that moment was pretty rad that yeah. we... Uh, uh, did a lot of segments for Fox and stuff. Anyway, so whatever. I'm going on about Bam. Yeah. He's a good dude. Dude, I love him. He's he's the greatest. Uh, I I want. Him. I hope he stays sober. It looks yeah. like he's doing pretty good right yeah. now. Um, he looks healthy. Um, but yeah. I, I, we haven't seen him in a while. We we made up these skateboards. It was like a Steve-O Bam collab skateboard that we we made. We made like 500 of them. Brought them on tour. Awesome. Sold out like crazy. And then Steve was gonna make a couple thousand of them because how well they sold and. Um, and he was gonna put all the money, give all the money to Phoenix for like a college trust fund. Oh, sick! And uh, and but like, bam, kind of went off the rails for, like, again. And but um, it looks like he's doing good now. Yeah, I saw Billy Idol or some yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a good dude. Um, I love him, dude. I really, I really think it's rad that glove you brought in. Thank you. Yeah, that's Thank super you. rad. Yeah, and and also too, uh, where could people find you? for all sure of, all of it yeah everything. In, uh, instagram is just at skinny vinny um my website you can get merch at uh, uh www.skinnyvinnytv.com um i will be making more shirts and car air fresheners and all awesome. this cool shit cool shit yeah um, get one of the porta potties yeah so the, this, this <laughs> yeah you can yeah. get that the one with me on the toilet i'm gonna be making car air fresheners oh shit yeah so it looks like it smells like shit but, but it's, it's gonna, gonna smell, smell good yeah it's gonna your smell shit like roses smells like roses bro exactly <laughs> <laughs> you want your shit to, that's your state yeah. you want your shit to smell like roses boom exactly. bam yeah <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so I'm going to be having some cool shit on my website and then um, wild, episodes of Wild Ride every Thursday on the Wild Ride YouTube channel. And um, and then look out for 8 equals D. Um, yep. It's, it's, it's uh, 8 equals D official on Instagram. I just made it. I'm going to be posting a lot of stuff that we've been doing. I'm turning it into a brand. I'm, I'm going to turn it into an actual you brand. You know how to do that now. Yeah. I mean, you probably already did, but you, yeah. you, when you're exposed to things, you yeah. see it, other people do it, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's... No, okay. It's mm -hmm. about just doing it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Cool. So that's basically it. Dude, you're rad, bro. Yeah. Dude, I'm so stoked you came in. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Dude. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise it wouldn't have happened about him. Yeah. But, uh, I want to thank the Valley Relics Museum for letting us, you know, 
Tommy, you're the bomb. Anyone that's ever in the Valley, make sure you come by the Valley Relics Museum. It's an amazing spot, pop culture museum. This is Jack Webb. And this I is know, so sick. This came out of his house in the Valley. Mm -hmm. And I don't know really a whole lot about Jack Webb, but what I do know is he was a producer and he wanted to see what his competition was. So he made this, that's the, it's the clocks okay and the and the and the TVs so he could see what was programming on different times where, yeah from what i understand so he was a really famous like tv producer writer in the I industry i love this yeah and his house this got bought in the so valley great. so anything from the valley is going to come yeah, through here like yeah, yeah. something's getting torn down or if it's something you know valuable yeah. to, to the museum that that's iconic so yeah this is this is rad so i want to get these working That'd be so I think sick. they I think they do work. I'd like to get my logo and all of it. That That'd would be, be cool, sick. Right? You know, or like if someone has a video. Now you're thinking, dude. Yeah, yeah. Or someone has a video and they could play oh see your skate video or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, oh you got any music video? Play that. I'm gonna I'm gonna get these I'm gonna get these fixed for the next episode. So sick. I had, to, I had to get the microphones fixed first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the GoPros. <laughs> next time the lights are gonna go off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, subscribe. Thanks a lot. This is the Rick Thorne show. Follow Skinny Vinny and everything that he's doing. Yeah. Much love, brother. Thanks, Thank you. Dude. Much right. love, dude. Stay you. rad. You.